Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohana Podcast. My name is Lima and I'm your host. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and for supporting the Scattered Abroad Network and also for supporting uh, this podcast, the Ohana Podcast. Today's topic is really about uh, the relationships within our family. And when I say the relationship within our family, I'm thinking more about the different generations represented in the church and how we are to behave towards one another and how what we should do to help serve one another and prepare one another. And so the basis of our discussion really comes from Titus chapter 2. So if you have a Bible there with you, I want you to go with me to Titus chapter 2. And I want to begin reading from verse 1 all the way down, and, and then we'll come back and revisit some of the important points made in this text. So Titus 2, verse 1, But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. The older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence in corruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Now, I want to pause our reading right here, right? Going back to this text, you sort of see the pattern of instructions coming from the Apostle Paul to his pupil, to, to Titus, his son in the faith, one of his son in the faith. And Titus was sent here that he may, you know, uh, get this church in, in Crete organized to set elders to 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 restore or to establish what was lacking in the churches. And so uh, what was lacking in the churches? Well, they didn't have eldership. And very likely we have these instructions to the older men, the older women, young men, younger women. Very likely what was lacking as well is a generational relationship. The, the older generations perhaps were not looking out for the younger generations and the younger generations within God's church or God's family were not being respectful of the older generations. And so there's an absence of this generational relationship, uh, the older and the young. And so that's really what our podcast is about uh, uh, today. You know, when we look at the church, and I'll take, for example, our congregation here in Honolulu. When I first started here, we we mostly had the majority, if not 70% or 80% of our congregation were older people. And then, you know, those who were within the bracket of ages 40 uh, to, to 60, uh, 
they would take up the you know the next uh, 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 25%. And then the 5% would be everyone younger, 30 years and younger. But that has changed. The dynamic of our congregation or our family here in Honolulu has changed. Uh, we, we sort of have almost a very well-balanced group uh, in regards to the different ages represented in our group or in our family. And so it's important in the church that everyone has relationships with 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 these different generations. You know, um, uh, myself as a minister, majority of the men that I had surrounded myself with uh, when I first became a Christian are older men. And I learned a lot from their wisdom. And so, you know, generational relationships. Let's start first with the older men, because that's where Titus is, is, is taught here. He, he, he is told by the Apostle Paul, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, and in patience. Now, let's, let's look at this. The older generation of men. Um, ought to be sober-minded, right? The idea of having a sound mind, uh, being able to make wise decisions. You think about the elders when it comes to this category as well. But all the men in the church ought to have these quali qualities about them. They are very uh, reverent. When they're not uh, callous or flippant about you know, things concerning God or holiness, you know, important things that matter to God and not flippant or callous about them. Uh, temperate, they know how to mind, you know, their their anger. Uh, they know how to control uh, their anger and they're not ruled by their emotions. And then sound in faith, they know what the word of God says. They know uh, uh, where to find a book, chapter and verse for the solutions of problems that can arise in the churches. Uh, they need to be sound in faith, in love, and in patience. Love uh, is, is the key, right? It's, it's the overarching quality, if you will, uh, that summarizes all other qualities of a Christian. Love summarizes them all. That's what Jesus said, right? The greatest commandment is love. The second is like unto it. Where the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God, uh, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so uh, Titus is instructed, you teach these things, that the older men be this way. I want to encourage the older men in the congregation, right? I don't want to throw any numbers out there. Um, uh, but if you still feel young at heart at the age 50, that's okay. Okay. Uh, very likely Timothy was probably in his fifties when Paul wrote to him. We're not, not very sure. And that the Bible says, and considers that youth, right? But, um, older men, uh, I want to encourage you, you are the, the, the minds of the congregation. You are leaders of the congregation. And usually these men are the elders. And so I'm speaking to the elders and all the older men. It's important that you possess these qualities as the older generation of men. Because you have young men today 
that are thirsting, that are hungry to know what it is like to be a man. It's, it's actually a, a very sad thing to look out there in the world and see a lot of young men. They're confused. They're lost. They don't know how to be a man. They don't they don't know what a man is to do. And, and when they enter into marriages and create families, they, they, they still have long ways to, to go in regards to leading that family. And so it's so important as older men that you possess these qualities, but then you also, you know, teach the qualities, mentor the young man in the church. And when I say mentor, I'm talking about everything in regards to living a, a successful life here on this earth and also the heavenly things, the heavenly treasures that we ought to to gain and to teach others. And so, you know, uh, young men today need to know about finances. Young men today need to know about, you know, choosing the right woman to marry. Young men today need to know, you know, about how to to handle their emotions, how, what what a real man would do versus you know someone who gets angry and start destroying things and beating people up and or or, or someone who is married and and beats his wife. Men do not do that. Men describes as followers of God, they do not do these things, right? And so, older man, I want to encourage you. The young men are looking up to you. The young men, maybe they may not show an interest, but just because they don't show an interest doesn't mean you don't make the effort to approach them. You have to take the responsibility of mentorship seriously in the church. You have to take the young man by the hand often at times and teach them what it is like to be a godly man. Right, So you model it by your example, but then you also take time out of your schedule to, to nourish and to train and to mentor these young men. Because one day they're going to be the leaders in the congregation. And young men, I want to speak to the young men, you know, don't be a know-it-all, right? I, I, I know what it was like coming out of preaching school, fresh out of preaching school i knew a lot about the bible and and so on and so forth and 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 oftentimes i struggle with with my attitude you know and and i want you to learn from my mistake don't be a know-it-all right if you know uh if you know it good that you know what the bible says about something but there is a manner in in, in which we ought to take when it comes to our relationship with older people Paul told Timothy, you treat an older man like a father, older women like mothers, uh, younger men like brothers, younger women like sisters, right? So there's there's a, a way that we ought to conduct ourselves in the household of God. And so younger men, uh, uh, be humble, be teachable, uh, be motivable. Listen to the advice of those who are older than you because they have seen it. And someone has went, has gone through what you are maybe going through right now. Listen to their advice. Listen to their counsel. Be, you know, be, be humble and be teachable as a young man. Because that's so important when it comes to growing spiritually as a man who loves the Lord. All right. So so older men, younger men, those relationships 
need to occur in the churches. Mentorships uh, 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 need to occur in the churches. It's all part of making disciples, right? Now, I want to transition now to the older women, the older generation of women in the church. The Bible says this, right, concerning the, the older women, uh, Paul to Timothy, that the older, or I mean Paul to Titus, sorry, Paul to Titus, that the older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, excuse me, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. All right, I want to pause here. I notice this, and I want to speak to the uh, older generation uh, women in our, our ohana, in, in God's family. I want to encourage you, just as Paul would encourage Titus to share this, the older women, I want to encourage you to, to, to be a great example to the younger women in reverence, right? Uh, don't give in to gossip. Don't give in to slander. Don't um, also always keep an open mind because the, the generations are different. Maybe something has worked well for you during your time, but let me tell you, the times change, and God changes the times. Things shift. And what may work in one generation may not work for another generation. So you got to have that healthy uh, relationship to be open to, you know, uh, suggestions. But as older lady, we, we as older women in the churches, older sisters in Christ, um, this is what you have to take uh, responsibility for, right? This is God speaking to you. Um, that you are to admonish the young women, teach the young women how to love their husbands. You know, so many marriages end in divorce, uh, especially among young people, because of relationship, because the, the man doesn't know how to be a man and a good husband. The woman doesn't know how to be a wife and and, and, and a good mother. And so so they need examples to look up to. The the single girls, the single women in the church, they look up to those of you who have gone through marriage for years and, and raised children for years. That's everything Paul is saying here. He's saying, pass on your wisdom. Teach what you know to the younger generation. You've got to have that generational relationships. You know, uh, it says, teach the young women to love their husbands. Right. Uh, what, what does that entail? You know, a lot of the a lot of the husbands uh, in the churches, uh, love to them means to to respect them, to 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 sow a, a spirit of submission, to honor them, to to when they make a decision that their decision is not to be questioned or, or undermined. You know, it's good to discuss the validity and the uh, spirituality of a decision. But you know, let let your husband feel that he that he is respected by you, right? And so that's something a lot of a lot of husbands in marriages they thirst for that. They 
they they they want respect they they crave respect and and i know we might say well respect is earned and it's so true right husbands we, we have to behave in such a way that makes it easier for our our wives you know to to respect us and so the older women you you can teach this to the younger generations younger women right teach them how to love their children sometimes you you'll read about a mother who hates her children that that's a sad thing right that's a sad thing to see in society and so who's going to teach young mothers how to love their children i mean you're going to just let them go through the to the the fire and and have them learn on their own without any guidance and and risk the her life and her relationship with her children maybe you have some bad experiences with your children as an older lady share that experience with the younger children share the mistakes you made so that they don't make it that's all part of generational relationships and so we see that that that's necessary in the church uh older women teach the younger women to love their husbands teach them to love their children teach them to be discreet you know one of the things uh uh, uh men don't appreciate when uh, certain details in the marriage are shared publicly uh that 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 that's supposed to be private and and, so, and i know this can happen vice versa but here the scripture says you teach those young women to be discreet right discretion will keep you the proverb says to be chaste to be homemakers good obedient to their own husbands that the word of god may not be blasphemed teach them how to be truly obedient to their own husbands not this uh toxic uh, uh um blind uh delusional love oh my husband he's he's everything to me he's so good when 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 he's not being a good husband right don't not that blind stuff teach them how to be a godly woman how to be a woman who obeys the lord and 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 in her obedience to the lord she knows how to treat her husband she knows how to correct her husband she knows how to offer uh, criticism uh, uh constructive criticism to her husband she knows how not to make her husband feel small you know in in front of people or in front of their children teach them these things they are so important and why older women should you do this in the churches well here's not only for the benefit of the families not only because it is your duty but here here's one of the reasons why that the word of god may not be blasphemed in other words as a family of god we're not bringing shame to god's family because the the word teaches something that we're supposed to do and we're not doing it right and so it is so important to have those generational relationships um and then i want to transition now right uh, um younger women uh be open to advice as well look at the life of older women older ladies look at their example learn from their example and sometimes you have to go up to the older generations and ask them questions listen what did you do when you felt overwhelmed 
right? What did you do when, when, uh, when you know, when you got into a difficult discussion with your husband, and then people start throwing around the the word divorce like like it's 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 the solution to every time there's a heated discussion. What what did you do in that experience? Right, learn from the experience. Uh, the older generation. What I'm sharing with you is real. You know that it's real. You know there are marriages in the churches that are struggling. You know there are husbands who don't love their wife as Christ should love the church. You know there are wives that do not respect their husband, that are not obedient to their husband, that are bringing shame or they are blaspheming the word of God. You know what I'm talking about is real because the scripture is talking about real events in life. And it's why we have these teachings, right? And so we need those relationships within the churches. The, the relationships need to, to be mingled. Uh, the generations, the age groups need to mingle. And mentorship need, uh, need to occur in the churches. And so continuing on, Paul to Titus, verse 6 of Titus 2, Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Um, I I really res this scripture really resonates with me because I'm a young preacher and I understand what's at hand here. Uh, I know what the text says, uh, but putting it into action is 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 the important thing here and the difficult thing here. Right. As a young preacher like Titus, I have to be a pattern of good works for others to see, for others to follow. And I cannot let them down by my example. Right. If if you're a preacher and you preach great sermons, but your life does not mimic the preaching, that you're not walking the talk, you just talk the talk and not walk the walk, right? That people see right through that. And so, and, and it's discouraging. And so we want to be good examples, right? And so, you know, think about these things, church. Uh, it is so important that mentorship uh, doesn't have to be a program, right? Sometimes we'll, we might think, well, since we need a, a, a mentorship relationship within churches, Let's start a program, right? A program would be great, but it doesn't have to be a program. It just needs to be true relationships, genuine relationships, a true concern for one another. And so think about, think, think about uh, you know, uh, this seriously uh, because it's so, it is so important. It is so important for us in the church, in the family of God, it is so important for all the different generations represented in God's family to be able to come together as one, to be able to be in each other's lives, right? Um, there's a very great meme, you know, don't just invite people to church and invite them into your home, invite them to your games, go to their games, invite them to your lives. We talk about that, and, and that meme is really about evangelism. But I will take that meme and say the church needs to practice that. 
right? Don't just be at the church building worshiping on Sunday. Invite one another to your games, to your homes, to your to your houses, to your graduations, to your parties, all these different things. Be in each other's lives and be a true family that ha- that shares a real love and genuine care for one another. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I hope that this episode will be encouraging to you. God bless you and take care.